Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius, along with the man pushing all the buttons, Engineer Kyle. How you doing, Kyle? Hello. Good to see you. Producer T-Bone. How are you, T-Bone? I'm doing fine, fine, just fine. And our in-house barbecue expert, my co-host, Dan, just had a birthday, <laughs> Hathaway. How you doing, birthday boy? I'm doing great, Dave. Thank you very much. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> He's not taking this one well. He's not. This one hurts, so, boys. So can, can we say on the air how old are you? You don't have to admit it. No, that's fine. Okay, 40. Yes. Um, can we ask you how old you are? 40. I am 40. 40! Yeah. <laughs> the big 4-0. Yep. Well, you know, your, your life's kind of over. It's pretty much over, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot to look forward to anymore. I mean... You know, hopefully you're putting away some college fun for the three girls. And, yes, and they'll yeah. doing all that good stuff, and they'll take yeah. care of you in your old age. They told me that they would. They did. Yes, yeah, on September 19th show, yeah. you uh, you said that uh, you take care of me forever. And they're yeah. like, oh, Dad, we were young. Yeah, they didn't know what they were saying. Did we sign anything? I'm making them sign something. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal agreements are not yeah. binding. They are in my house. Damn it. I just wonder if your wife's going to stick around and take care of you. Oh, she'll be long gone. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you do for your birthday? Anything special? Oh, man, just, you know, honestly, didn't do a whole lot. Just kind of hung out with the family, uh, had a really nice dinner with some good friends, and uh, that was really it. This Pretty low-key. Okay, well. A lot, a, lot more, a lot different than my 21st birthday, I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, we had to post bail for that one. Right. Uh, and see, this is the cruelest trick that ever happened in humanity you remember that 21st like it was yesterday i do because it, it was the day that the they flew airplanes into the towers oh, oh that's right you were <laughs> yeah. born on september 11th yeah it was crazy oh my gosh yeah so my birthday's just been weird for the last 20 years i have a friend i don't even oh gosh t-bone's <laughs> gonna kill me for bringing up this story but it's a true story a friend of mine she, she was late on having the birth and they said okay we're gonna do a that morning at nine o'clock. Yeah. And so that was happening while that was happening. And wow. that poor kid, the rest of his life's got to go. So, I mean, at least yours, not the same year. His no. is the same year. Yeah. But it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for well, that's a real downer. Thanks to start for uplifting the show. The show. Oh, man. T Bone and I were having fun teasing you about your old age. <laughs> right. It's not so much fun now, is it, guys? It's not. <laughs> I'm bummed. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. Of all my co hosts this week, you're my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> So coming up on the show, uh, Birthday Boys lined, it up, lined us up, T-Bone, a really good guest. I know. This is really exciting. This, this is, is big time. This is big time. Uh, you guys thought we were just little old barbecue radio nation. Hey, hey, but now, now, not to, you know, impugn the guests that we've had, because we have had yes, top Yes, knots. we have. Yes. We have. We really have. And, but the bar has just been raised. That's right. So um, I expect the king of barbecue, whoever <clears throat> that is, to be on next week, just so you know. <laughs> but Tuffy Stone, and I just love 
love that name, Tuffy Stone, which, by the way, not his real first name. Uh, five-time, five-time world barbecue champion. Yeah, Tuffy is a machine for sure and, and one of the nicest guys in the entire world. So. He's also the author of a book called Cool Smoke. He is. And, the, it, by the way, that's The Art of Great Barbecue. Yes. Which is kind of what the show's about. That's well, At least that's what I was told. Yeah. Okay, so good. Um, you Check them out, coolsmokebarbecue.com. And this is not the BBQ, the short version, like most of all of us use. But it's the long version, coolsmokebarbecue.com. And check that out. Um, and also, we're going to talk about, in our last segment, or second to last, I should say, um, a little bit about starting out at competitive barbecuing. Yeah, I mean, and it you know it kind of goes hand in hand with talking to Tuffy because right. Tuffy really made, you know, he made his name in barbecue by being involved in so many things that revolve around competition barbecue. So we'll just touch on that a little bit and uh, just talk about what it takes to get into it if it's the right time to do it, you know, just that sort of thing. So one thing I watched his video about him doing um, competitive chicken. Yeah, and I want to talk to him about that. It's- it's it's he, insane. Everything that he does is so meticulous. Yes, it, it'll make your your brain bleed just watching him you know pick tiny little pieces of black pepper off of a piece of chicken you know but it looks so good well, of course oh my it does. Gosh, that's why he's won good. five times oh my goodness had he not do that he probably have only won twice who knows and then and then we got dan doing competitions and just slopping stuff all over the place <laughs> just throwing things in the fu- you know burning cardboard in the firebox who knows <laughs> They're like, you can't submit your birthday cake, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Even if it was your 40th. I froze it. And by the way, uh, that banjo I'm going to get you is on the way. Just okay, so you know. thank you. That's an inside joke. His wife got him a banjo, but it's late. <laughs> <laughs> so time now for our Ask Dr. Dan. Speaking of Dan, our barbecue fix-it man, sponsored by our September barbecue sauce of the month. And in this case, it's some spices and rubs and seasonings of the month. This is great stuff. Casa M Spice Company. Check them out at their website, casamspice.com. That's casamspice.com. The winner this week gets the range, a sample pack, which includes eight different seasonings needs to spice up whatever you're cooking on or off the grill and each pack brings Casa M's signature smoke flavor and lingering heat to every blend whether it's pepper forward Texas brisket rub or sweet and tangy barbecue flavor dry rub for chicken that all sounds really good very good very good so anyway we're going to give you a pack of that T-Bone what do we got this week well we've got an interesting question Dr. Dan shoot Says, Dear Dr. Dan, with winter coming, I intend on doing more barbecue than I have done before in cold weather. Mm. What am I going to need to be aware of when it comes to cooking temps while it could be below freezing outside? That's from Steve T. in Ithaca, New York, which I believe I'm, is the home of Cornell, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Okay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it gets awfully cold in Ithaca, New York. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's a pretty darn good question. <laughs> so I cook a ton in the wintertime. I mean, I probably cook more in the winter than I do in the summer just because I have more downtime to, to kind of do things like that. And one of the biggest things that I've found with cooking outside in the winter is that you, you have to figure out a way to insulate your cooker, whether it be putting a tent over the top of it, like a, a 10 by 10 canopy, Something as simple as that will help insulate that cooker and help retain a little bit of that heat. The other thing you can do is you can, uh, you know, there's some, there's some companies like Traeger, they make an insulated blanket for your cooker. So it kind of helps, 
you put a little coat on it and it helps keep the heat in. And, you know, it, it ultimately saves you on fuel. So you're not just pumping a bunch of pellets in through it. But if you're only doing a, a uh, charcoal fed cooker, just put a welding blanket over the top of it. Make sure the stack's uncovered so it, you know it's breathing right. And you'll have a nice insulated cooker. You can cook in minus 10 degrees if you wanted to. Okay, dumb question with all that. Is is any of that flammable? I assume it's not. Yeah, you know, over a certain temperature, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, a welding blanket, you know, it'll it'll smolder a little bit. But <laughs> if you're cooking it under, it's under 300 degrees, you should be just fine. Okay, so you, yeah. you're talking about the slow right. cook stuff. Plus you're doing it outside, so if something bad does happen, you're good. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's kind of like a friend of mine had a hot tub and he would go hot tub and in the middle of winter, you know, he'd go outside and then you run inside and I'm like, no. Well, that's how you get pneumonia. <laughs> well, I mean, what about running outside when it's cold and you're trying to grill or smoke something? Well, no, you just put Carhartts on, you stand outside and you just deal with it. Carhartts? Well, uh, bib-like clothing. Oh, you mean a big coat? A big coat. A big coat. Yeah. <laughs> you can get that at the banjo sh- store, by the way. Big coats. Oh, so man. anyway, well, what was his name again? Steve? Steve. Steve. Thank you for your question. Thanks, Steve. And that's a very appropriate because winter is going to be right here, right it's around the corner. It's on its way. It's on the way. So coming up. Oh, by the way, we're going to send you our rain sample pack from CasaMSpice.com. Check that out. Also, check out their recipes. They have tremendous recipes on their website. CasaMSpice.com. Now, come Coming up, Dan has lined up for us Tuffy Stone. He's been on Barbecue Pitmasters. He runs the barbecue team called Cool Smoke. Also, he's an author. Um, and in you, according to you, an all-around nice guy. He's one of the best. He's one of the it's, best. He really is. Well, it's about time we got somebody that's a nice guy on this show. <laughs> Dave seems to be bringing that into question. <laughs> Maybe he knows something. It's to offset the people I work with. By the way, before I forget, if you want to ask Dr. Dan a question, you can do it on our uh, Facebook page, which is BBQ Radio Nation or Dr. Dan at Barbecue Radio Nation.com. We got Tuffy Stone up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Well, I was rolling down the road in some cold blue steel. I had a blues man on the back and a beautician out the wheel. We're going downtown in the middle of the night. We're laughing and I'm joking and Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Welcome back. 
back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway and a very special guest this week, Tuffy Stone, who's in Richmond, Virginia right now. You may have seen him on Barbecue Pitmasters. He runs a barbecue team, which I love their name, Cool Smoke. And you can also check him out. He's got a restaurant, The Westover. And, and, and be sure to check out his website, which is TuffyStone.com. That's T-U-F-F-Y Stone.com. And you can also see his book there. Um, just a lot of things going on. Tuffy, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I appreciate y'all having me. How y'all doing this evening? We're good. We're good. Now, first of all, I know Tuffy's not your real, uh, what, what do they call it, birth name? It's not my real name. My but... mom stuck me with that when I was two, <laughs> and uh, here I am at 57, and I couldn't shake it. Well, I have to tell you, though, I think Tuffy Stone just sounds like a barbecuer, you know? For sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Either that or a wrestler. <laughs> That's true. Or you could be wrestling barbecue. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> put enough sauce on it, you won't be able to catch it. So, one of the things I was I was looking and and, and just some great stuff you, you've got going on, Tuffy. But one of the things that you mentioned is that barbecue is more than food; it's an art form. Can you kind of expand a little bit on that? You know, uh, we don't have enough time in, in the night to to talk about all my thinkings when it comes to barbecue as an art form, but. But barbecue and a quick story. I started off in a French kitchen uh, back in the 80s and, and I got trained under Chef Alain and I could learn how to make I learned how to make all these hard to pronounce fancy foods. And <laughs> I bought my first barbecue pit back in 2004 uh, just as a new way to reconnect as a cook. And and it was such a humbling uh uh, such a humbling experience because uh, I got a pit, I got some hickory, I made a rub, I got some pork butt, I, I built a fire and seasoned up this meat, and I ruined a big old load. Of meat. <laughs> and it was it was so surprising to me, you know. It's like um, you know, barbecue is an interesting food. Um, uh, I always say barbecue is the friendliest food. It's the most gregarious cuisine. It's mm. a food that's historically you know, family reunions and uh, and picnics and large gatherings where you're taking a tough cut of meat, trying to coax something great out of it. So so it's not intimidating that way, but to really make it well, and you guys know it. I mean, this is what y'all do, and you talk about it on the show every week. Um, barbecue is a challenging food, and, 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 and it becomes uh, something that you have to develop uh a touch for and and you got to use all your senses and and you got to probably make some bad barbecue before you get to making <laughs> some really good barbecue and, and over time maybe you turn it into an art or maybe you just keep making bad barbecue but it's, <laughs> it was a lot trickier to make than i realized yeah and tuffy's absolutely right it it is a it's a challenge every single time you do it and i remember the first time that uh i got a chance to kind of figure out how in touch, you know, in touch, you have to be with the barbecue was when I first started cooking at the restaurant and I was cooking with Jeff Staney or the owner of Joe's and, and, uh, you know, everything was so meticulous. And then you, you move forward to five years and you're cooking competition barbecue and you see guys like Tuffy who are worried about the humidity outside and, and, <laughs> and the, 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 the moisture level of the logs, you know, like we talked about on last mm -hmm. week's show and, and, and all of it started to make sense. And it's like, wow, you, you, there's no overthinking it. You just have to think through it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right, Dan. It's, uh, um, and you guys, I mean, y'all, you know, between, between the restaurant and your store, I mean, uh, the, the, the connection that you've, you've had with barbecue and, and how good you've become at, at making it as well. I mean, it's, 
you know, I started doing it back in 2004, started as a professional chef back in the eighties, but 2004, I got into barbecue and here we are in 2020. And, you know, I, I was, I was cooking on my pit on Sunday, cooking whole chickens for Sunday supper. And, and my love for it's just as strong today as it was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. So it's, uh, that's, it's so much fun. I mean, I, I don't, you know, think about your listeners. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a testament to how many people are out there that enjoy it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and, and there's been so many things that you've been involved in with barbecue, especially the, uh, the, the TV show Pitmasters. And man, that thing really paved the way for a lot of new cooks to get into barbecue. And, and had it not been for that, man, I don't know if there would be retail barbecue stores, you know? Well, that, that show exposed a lot of people to, to barbecue and the world of competition barbecue. And, and, and it's so interesting to me because I've, I think I've traveled to Australia, New Zealand, Sweden, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Brazil, Canada, all, all over the place. And, and all these people, I mean, American style barbecues just become so, uh, popular in all these other countries. And it's because, uh, you know, watching barbecue pitmasters. And so I think that, um, I think that it definitely exposed a large group of people to it, but, you know, let's talk about Jeff Staney, you know, uh, I mean, how many years has Jeff been cooking the Royal? This, 22, 23, no, 25? This, this would have been his 30th year if the Royal would have been going on. Wow. Oh, my God. See, yeah. so there's there's a perfect – and his team name, I love – you talk about liking a team name. I love Jeff Staney's team name, Slaughterhouse 5. Yeah, that's one and, of those. Uh, <laughs> it's just – but, uh, you know, he's, he's been involved with it, you know, much longer than I have. And uh, – and he has definitely sat there and seen the growth. And then, of course, what he has done to the Kansas City barbecue scene has been tremendous with his attention to detail and, and his great team of people that he has around him. But, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun to watch. And I think we can probably all agree we get to meet some really awesome people through barbecue. Oh, yeah. That's the best part of it. Hey, Tuffy, we got about three minutes left in this segment, and I've got a question for you. Um, I was, again, looking at all your stuff, and it's just fascinating. Again, check out his website, tuffystone.com. But one of the things you talk about is the best way to trim a cut of meat. And one of the things we do with this show is, you know, we're trying to help the beginners and also the advanced barbecuers. But for the beginners, what's some of the best ways to, to trim a cut of meat? You know, I just spoke to this uh, this past weekend at a at a little small one-on-one class I was doing. I would counsel anybody when you're trimming me to take your time. We can always, we can always remove more, you know, but we can't put it back. So whenever I'm trimming a cut uh, of meat that I haven't perhaps trimmed for the first time, I'm just going to, I'm going to take it slow and I'm going to really use my eyes, you know, things like uh, membrane and silver skin. These are things that, that we can, we can feel comfortable taking away with the knife and trimming because a lot of times silver skin and those things, if we were to leave it on and cook it, it's just not that great to chew. Mm. Um, if, it, if there's a lot of heavy fat, it's okay to trim some of that away, but just kind of pay attention to those muscles. Take your time. Um, and a lot of times your your eyes will just kind of lead you as to what's next. But but just I'd say go slow. And uh, and and again, things like, you know, excessive fat and, and silver skin and membrane, those are safe things to remove. 
I know Dan would know the answer to this, so I'm asking it. But when you're doing something like that, do you use one of those little small knives? You know, um, a little paring knife would certainly be uh, uh, an easy tool to use. I, I've got a, a bunch of Japanese cutlery, and I, I use some of their bone-in knives. But I would probably say a, a fillet knife, a bone-in knife, a paring knife. All of those would be uh, good knives to work with. And, and then if you get into a big cut like a brisket, um, a longer knife would be fine mm. too. But but a little paring knife or a bone-in knife would be the knife to go to. Well, listen, uh, we're going to we just got one minute left. Can, can you hang on for another segment for us, Tuffy? Sure, I can. And, and, in, and in less than 60 te- seconds, tell us about your Westover restaurant. You know, it's a cool little space. It was originally a hardware store. And we started talking to the guy that had it. It was uh, started off as a coffee shop and then it grew to uh, breakfast and grew to lunch. It's got really high 17 foot ceilings and we fell in love with the space and we're slowly transforming it into a market and a kick ass restaurant. I love it. Definitely not a chain restaurant. <laughs> we're going to be back with Tuffy Stone. Uh, he's been on Barbecue Pit Masters. And again, check out his website at tuffystone.com and you can see more information about all of this on our Facebook page, which is BBQ Radio Nation. And we'll be right back with Tuffy right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Tell your mama, tell your pa, gonna move you by the Arkansas. to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories skewers racks thermometers books dvds and so much more at the kansas city bbq store.com they are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs cdc is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus there are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kias, along with engineer Kyle, producer T-Bone, and my co-host, barbecue guru Dan Hathaway. And we are talking with Tuffy Stone. Check out his website, tuffystone.com. Dan, you wanted to bring up something that unfortunately is happening this fall. So usually about this time, every single year, I get to look across a parking lot at Tuffy Stone's spot because we're so (laughs) close to each other at the American Royal. And it's a real bummer, but because of COVID, they had to cancel it this year. So I'm really... I'm like, I'm like leading myself up to the, you know, to being able to accept the fact that I don't get to cook the Royal this year. And man, it's a real bummer. I think this was going to be my 14th year or something like that. And, uh, I'm just kind of sad about it. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Dan. It's like, um, you know, I'm always coming down there and trying to borrow something from you. Uh, <laughs> and then usually you guys have a, uh, a get together too. And that's always fun. I think it's, uh, I th- and I think I've been cooking it about, about the same amount of time as you have. Yeah. I think probably the first time I cooked it was in 2006. And, uh, and, and I think there's so many things that make that special, that contest so special. Uh, the committee, the organizers, you know, Kim Palmer, all those, all those hard week, 
hardworking volunteers, uh, the teams. I've been set up post y'all for so many years now that, and, and the other teams that are around us. So the friendships that we have through the teams and the judges and the reps and uh, to not be there this year, uh, it, it kind of hurts a little bit, but I know, I know. Yeah, we're, we're you know, here. it's just, Man, it it just feels like the the year won't be complete. Like the barbecue season won't be complete unless we get to go out there on Wednesday night, have some of Darren Worth's uh, pork tenderloins, and, and hang out and and just relax for the whole weekend until it comes to crunch time. You know, being all the way over here on the East Coast, I used to have people when I first started cooking, uh, and and I got my first uh, grand champion, and I got to uh, get invited to the American Royal Invitational, and you know, I had people over here on the East Coast thinking about how far of a drive it was and asked me, why are you going all the way out to Kansas City to cook the American roll? And, you know, my naive self said, well, you can't win the roll if you don't cook the roll. <laughs> and, uh, and that was a very just optimistic kind of like uh, naive thing. But I just I looked at, at the American roll as as one of these contests that, uh, you know, that if you could ever like do well at it. Uh, that would be something special. And, and so I make that, two, I think it's 1,050 miles for me each way. And, and I've been driving it for years. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the drive. <laughs> That's crazy to say, but I miss that 1,050 now, miles. Now, Tuffy, when I was talking about you earlier, I mentioned you're a five-time world barbecue champion. Now, how many competitions a year do you normally do? You know, I'm kind of light in comparison to a lot of my buddies. Um, I'd say probably, I'd probably say since 2013, I've only managed to get about uh, eight contests or so in a year. Uh, prior to that, the most I ever cooked in one year was probably 25, and that was when I was chasing team of the year back in 2007. <laughs> well, you obviously but, done well. <laughs> I, now, I've gotta, I got to ask you, because we, we've got a little bit of time left. Uh, I watched this video that you did about brining and everything you did for a competitive barbecue chicken, and for the person who just wants to throw something on the grill, this wasn't it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your brine, everything you threw in there. Like you had carrots and different things, and yeah. you uh, tell, can, can you sum it up in about a minute or two? Yeah, well, first of all, when Johnny Trigg looks at my brine, uh, he says, it looks like chicken soup. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but anyway, that's a little bit of my French training. So if you go to toughystone.com, you'll get my chicken brine recipe, and it's carrots, onions, celery, water, salt, some fresh herbs, bay leaf, and peppercorn. Wow. What's great about brines is it's, it's, a, it's a great way to soak in flavor. Um, so, and Dan knows this as well as anybody, competition barbecue is like this one bite food. We got like one bite to really, you know, uh, get that judge's attention. So for me, uh, this chicken brine is really delicious. It, it, it takes some effort to make it, but it's simple to make. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're going to get a really delicious product. So just go to my website, the, uh, the, the recipes there, if you're, if you're doing, uh, chicken thighs or, or breast just soak it for two hours if you're doing whole chickens probably about three and a half hours um dry it off i like to air dry it overnight hit it with your favorite rub cook it to the perfect tenderness and if there's one thing i'd have your listeners walking away with sauce at the end we can probably all relate to having chicken one time in our life where the sauce was burned on the outside mm. and the chicken was raw on the inside right so cook your meat to the tenderness you're looking for when it's done 
finishing step, sauce your chicken, and, and don't overset your sauce. So, Tuffy, when I was watching the video, uh, the thing that it just got to me was, and again, this is probably somebody for a weekend. This is not where you come home from work and throw it on the grill. But how long th- the whole process for that chicken does it take you? Well, so I just got canceled by uh, uh, like someone that helps me with some of my stuff. And she said, Tuffy, these recipes are not for the average household. <laughs> and so I, I sometimes uh, have to like reel myself back a little bit but um you know to make the brine you're talking about you know 30 45 minutes depending on how fast you are with a knife and and you can make that in advance so that that brine needs to actually be refrigerated for at least 24 hours so let's say we're let's say we're having a great saturday dinner uh you can make the brine on thursday you know get home from work make the brine rubs will last for months and months and months if we if we leave them in a cool dark space or you can go to the kansas city barbecue store <laughs> favorite rub there. there's a guy named dan that but but you can either buy or make your rub get that out of the way make your sauce or buy your sauce get that out of the way so um, Saturday morning or Friday evening, soak your chicken for two hours, uh, pull it out, dry it, put it in the refrigerator. An hour before you're going to cook your chicken, season it up, get your grill going, cook it for about 20, 30 minutes, hour, depending on what you're cooking on, and sauce it up. So we're not talking about that much time. But the difference, the difference in the food quality you're going to get through these things is going to be amazing. So... Well, Tuffy, I hate to cut you off. We got Tuffy Stone. That just sounded so good. Check out his website, TuffyStone.com. He's also got a great book called Cool Smoke. Tuffy Stone, thank you so much for being a guest on Barbecue Radio Nation. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. You're just hurting yourself with this rambunctious behavior. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. We want to do our weekly affiliate shout out. It goes to KSEY 94.3 FM and KSEY 1230 AM. They're simulcast both the stations at Seymour and Wichita Falls, Texas. While you're listening to KSEY, be sure to check out Mitch Morris from 3 to 7, Monday through Friday. And again, that's KSEY 94.3 FM and KSEY 1230 a.m. down in Wichita Falls in Seymour, Texas. Well, we have coerced Duffy Stone. Uh, he, he's only cracked open one beer so far. How you doing, Duffy? 
I'm doing good. I'll tell you what, it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether we can get this segment done before I finish that. Beer. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm having such a good time. It doesn't really matter. But I know there's more beers. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being our guest and, and normally we don't drag somebody through a third segment, but you know, everything you're talking about is so interesting. And of course, check out his website, toughystone.com. Speaking of the beers, by the way, Dan is always joking about how long it takes to, to smoke or grill something based on how many beers he drinks <laughs> not all the time just well, when i'm at home the, the question is is he hot and fast or low and slow well man just depends on how much beer i got <laughs> it's embarrassing when he chugs i gotta tell you hey one thing well dan bring this up because we were talking about competitive and of course right. dan's done a lot of competitions yeah, so so the guys here dave and t-bone they're always asking me about competition barbecue and i said you know we're, we're really a backyard we're focused on backyard cooking but let's i mean what who this is the best guest to have on to talk about competitive barbecue and what it takes to get into it because Tuffy's teaching, a, he's teaching classes all over the country and people, you know, people trust what he says. So, I mean, to get into competition barbecue isn't hard, but it does no. take a lot of practice. Well, so, I mean, let's just, let's just talk about competition barbecue and somebody, one of your listeners or anybody that may be considering the idea. Um, First of all, I'd say you're going to meet some of the nicest people ever. It's fun. Um, you get to eat well. <laughs> um, I would not be intimidated by it. The people that are out there doing competition barbecue, when they find out there's a, a new comp, uh, new competitor, new cook, they are so helpful. There's so much more information out there available these days than when I did it for the first time. Back when I first started doing it, there was one forum on the internet. And so most of your knowledge came from fireside chats. So uh, so if you're thinking you might be interested in doing competition barbecue, uh, I would say jump in, have fun. You're going to meet great people. In terms of what you need to do, um, if you're doing Kansas City Barbecue Society style cooking, you're going to have to cook chicken, ribs, pork, and butt. So you need to have... Uh, you need to have the ability to cook all those meats and, and you can do it uh, uh, very affordably. You can get um, uh, a bullet style smoker. You probably need at least, I'd say at least two, but you're going to need, you're going to need some grills. You're going to need enough capacity to probably cook at least one brisket, probably a couple of pork butts, uh, a couple of racks of ribs and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we got to turn in six pieces of meat for every category. We need to turn in six chicken pieces, six ribs, uh, enough pork for six judges to judge, and enough brisket for six judges to judge. And and there's so many great um, uh, grills and smokers out there that we can use, and and you don't have to spend a ton of money. Um, they say the average contest costs about a thousand dollars for somebody to cook, but I think uh, I think if you were to go and see Dan, he can probably uh, <laughs> bring that price down for you a little bit. He, um, he can get it down to nine ninety five. I don't know, but, but so I got a lot of sayings, and one of my sayings is plan your work and work your plan. And and I think Dan was talking about uh, practice. Um, I think doing practice cooks at home is really important. Uh, developing a timeline as to how long it takes to cook these meats, um, uh, making a pack list and getting organized. There's a, there's a term, 
uh, a French term called mise en place, which is to put in place, to be organized. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm very organized, but, but, and I used to, I used to go to these contests with so much stuff that I didn't need. And <laughs> over time I got smarter and I just started bringing exactly what I needed. If you get to one of these contests, more than likely, if you don't have something, somebody will be there to lend it to you. There's classes out there now that you can take. Um, there's books that you can read. There's blogs. There's, there's so many sources of information and the, the, I'm going to go back to the people, the people that you can meet through competition barbecue I, back in, I don't remember what year it was now. I think it was probably back in, probably back in 2004, 2005. I had to change my cell phone plan three times because I had made friends all over the country <laughs> and, and and I was talking to him. I mean, Dan and I have been good friends for years now and it's all through barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly the best part about barbecue and, and there's, yeah, you're, you're right. There are so many good people and so many people from different you know parts of the country, different regions, you know, different walks of life. I mean, there's yeah, everything. It, it really is a, that's a huge melting pot. question to you, Dan. Yeah. How many, so if, listeners, I'm sure, you know, cause you're listening to every show, but, so Dan runs a really fabulous barbecue store that's got every toy, every rub, every uh, sauce that you can imagine. Dan, how many products are on your shelves? Oh man, I've got and uh, those pro- no, no, yeah. and those products came to be yeah. by somebody who started off as a as a competition cook and then grew to have their own rub and sauce. Oh man, I, it's it's a lot, right? It's a ton. It's over over fifty, maybe over a hundred. Do you think yeah. do you I mean, do you think Tuffy that that good barbecue for the person at home came from competition barbecue like they saw that and they went okay there's a way to do this for the general backyard barbecuer You know somebody I I didn't I I wasn't the first to say this but somebody said when you learn how to make good barbecue at home it ruins going out to eat <laughs> That's true I think, um and you know so I mean Dan how, so you and I have been both been doing competitions now for about the same amount of time. The, the concentrated cook, the cook that's really on point and not just there, you know, uh, haven't we seen the food just go to a whole nother level? And, and, and so whether it's backyard or on the circuit, uh, people are understanding the right amount of smoke, the perfect tenderness, using really great ingredients, using good tools. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're in the backyard or on the circuit. There's been so much movement towards improvement in, in execution and flavors and, and the quality of the product. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the competition barbecue really, it, it kind of goes both ways. Competition barbecue came out of the backyard, but the backyard right. really, I mean, the, the, but competition barbecue really upped the game of of. of of backyard barbecue to the point where people are buying the best ingredients and feeding their family the best briskets and the best chicken and the best pork that you can possibly get. It's it's insane that I'm selling $170 briskets to get to a guy that's just going to cook it on a Sunday. <laughs> hey, Tuffy, we, this has been an absolute privilege to talk to you. We're running out of time. Again, Tuffy Stone, check him out at TuffyStone.com. And you can also check us out on Facebook and listen to the show later on. Thanks so much. And we'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation.
This is Big Mo Kason. You're listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm going to tell you what. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. The thing that I used to do. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Emmy Award winner Dave Caius. Bragger. <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. I just had to throw it out there. Along with my barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway, Dan Doc Hathaway. Um, Folks, I hope you got to hear all of uh, Tuffy Stone's interview. If you didn't, um, be sure you can hear all of our past shows at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and CastBox, just to name a few. Um, and just look under BBQ Radio Nation. And of course, T-Bone's nice enough to, well, a week or so afterwards, he puts that up on Facebook, on our Facebook page at BBQ Radio Nation. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Sometimes I look at T-Bone like he's going to give me some kind of verbal confirmation. And then he just looks at me and just, no, I'm going to let him hang. That's just more fun. <laughs> like now. Okay, thanks, T-Bone. Anyway. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> uh, he's, just, he's just enjoying himself too much over there. So check out Tuffy Stone. Uh, again, he was on Barbecue Pitmasters. His website's TuffyStone.com. Uh, he runs the barbecue team, which, by the way, we were talking about incredibly successful barbecue team. Incredibly successful. My goodness. And, and he doesn't do that many competitions. Well, you know, when you're as dialed in as Tuffy is, you don't have to. And, and his team's called Cool Smoke, and um, and he, his book's the same name, Cool Smoke. You know, and the thing we were talking about, about not doing a lot of competitions, but doing real well, I got to be a judge years ago. It was one of the most best days of my life. <laughs> but you don't know who the team is. You, no, you don't. They it's, just it's, place, you know, here's, here's, here's some chicken, and here's yeah. some pork, or here's whatever, and then you grade it. So it's not based on how many competitions you do, but how well you do in them. No, and and, and what really matters is is being able to replicate something the exact same way over and over and over again until it's absolutely perfect. And man, if if you're practicing and if you're doing it the right way, you don't you don't have to cook forty contests a year. Well, and Tuffy's obviously a, a stickler for details, as you can tell. Boy, um, but go to his site and check it out, and you can learn all about it. And of course, we had our Ask Doctor Dan segment, sponsored by Casa M Spice Company. Each blend is an all natural with low sodium and a signature smoky balance heat with incredible depth of flavor, and is proudly made in Texas. And check it out at casamspice.com. They also have some great, great recipes you want to check there. And again. Be sure to like us on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy barbecuing from Barbecue Radio Nation.